The fan is better when you're a part of it. Call us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount Plus. All right, the first good morning of the year. Good morning at 4 o'clock. McVonagle here with you. January 2nd, 2024, we get the year started. And we started with a win at the Garden as we opened up the show with the Knicks and their impressive win over the Timberwolves after, you know, getting out to an early deficit, coming back from that, getting out to a big lead, and watching that windle away and then dwindle, you know, whittle away. There we go. And... We saw everything we could have wanted from OG Ananobi, who obviously the trade was made on Saturday and met with a lot of, you know, I would think it seemed like anger and and contempt from the fan base who I think obviously had fallen in love with quickly. He's a, a fan favorite. He's an instant offense, high energy, you know, really good scorer, good player, always, you know, is, you know plays solid defense. He's one of those guys that the fan base just fell in love with. But ultimately, the minute he couldn't come up with a contract extension, you knew he wasn't long for this team. They weren't going to sign him if they couldn't sign him then. And they weren't going to let him leave without getting any value for him. And R.J. Barrett, who, I mean, maybe in some circles became a fan uh, favorite around here, but ultimately is not, you know, his it can't shoot, has limitations, and has a contract that many inside the NBA are calling toxic. And what they got was a player, and what we saw is everything he can do in the game against Minnesota. His ability to defend both Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns. He can defend any position on the floor. He brings length. He brings size. He brings efficiency. He scored 17 points on 12 shots. He went three for six behind the arc. So he's able, uh, he's not a dynamic scorer, but he can, he can, you know, he can set there and especially from the corner shoot at a, a pretty high percentage, better than Randall, uh, f- uh, from the corner in particular, but he also plays defense. He makes good cuts. He's a solid basketball player. Everything we heard about him, everything you expect from him, showed up in the game one and of an impressive win in the new year uh, that they desperately needed. And so for me, whatever you may think about the trade, I know it's not the big one. I think that's the big thing the fans had a problem with. One, you trade away quickly, a fan favorite. And two, it's not the big trade that we've all been waiting for. It's not the big trade we've all been speculating about. It's not the big trade that they've been waiting for for the last 15 years. Like, this is not the trade that puts them over the top and puts them in the category with the Celtics or the Bucks. We get that. But it does make them better. It does make them better, and it didn't ruin any opportunity to go out and still make that trade. They still have all these number one picks. They still have some uh, you know, aspiring contracts. They still have the ability to go make that trade if and when it, the situation arises. But they'll be better off now having a player like Ananobi there. This team is better. They're more suited when they do make that play, and now you saw you know, Randall really kind of emerge what we've seen for a month. The question is, do you trust them? Right with Randall, the question is, do you trust him? You know what Brunson is, and Brunson had an off night. He had a ton of assists but couldn't shoot to save his life, was missing every shot, and with five minutes left in the game, Randall did what you need him to do and what we've needed him to do in bigger games down the end of the season in the playoffs and has been unable to do, but he did in this game where he takes over the game. 
and was hitting, you know, Turner fadeaway jumpers. He looked at Patrick Ewing, uh, fadeaway jumpers off the sideline. Like, he, he took over this game. And if you have those three players and you can figure out a way to get a superstar here, now you're talking about the makings of a team that can compete for an NBA title. I think they are far better off today than they were on Saturday. And I think as the Nick fan gets to see an OB play and an OB play and see the style of basketball he brings and the way he's going to fit this team and the defense he's going to help with and the shot-making ability he's going to have, particularly from the corners, uh, his ability to guard anyone on the court and try and shut down the opposing team's best player for a stretch at least, like you're going to find out that this team is better off, and you're going to find out that you end up liking this player a lot. I think ultimately it was met with a lot of uh, cynicism to start, but will be a good trade for the Knicks moving forward, and I think the fans will come around to it. I think they're better off today. Whenever, you, In my opinion, you get the best player, you got the better of the deal, and you saw it. And you see what you saw the elements he brings to this team that Barrett just did not. They're going to have to figure out a way to supply uh, supply some scoring off the bench. No doubt they're they hurt in that aspect quickly was that instant energy, instant offense guy that they're going to have to try and figure out a way to duplicate. But ultimately, the, the starting five is much better. The team is better. They're better defensively. They're better offensively. His ability to shoot helps them uh, immensely. Like everything about him you saw in his first game at Madison Square Garden in a win against the first, the number one seed in the West. So started out positive for the New York Knicks. Then we got to the championship games as we are set for the national championship on Monday as Michigan down a touchdown with five or six minutes left. J.J. McCarthy and that Michigan team went down the field, converting on a big fourth down in their on their own side of the field. Uh, to continue the drive, went down the field, scored the touchdown, tied the game, and then took it down and ran it down Alabama's throats in the overtime and stopped them on a uh, quarterback draw on the final play, a kind of controversial, controversial call. It was kind of a bad snap. I didn't love the play call, but it looks like the, the quarterback kind of rushed it once there was a bad snap and maybe had some room if he cut left. But whatever the case may be, after a 100 timeouts, including one of the weirdest timeouts I've ever seen from Michigan in my life at the end of the game. With seconds left up against the goal line after the the the, the kick returner, for some stupid reason, decides to try and field a kick at the five-yard line, muffs it, and has to pick it up at the one. They take a knee with 10 seconds left and then call the timeout. I don't know what the hell happened there. I was driving in and, and then doing this. I didn't get a chance to to see the uh, explanation for that. I should have looked into it, but like I have no idea why they took that timeout. But after then, a bunch of timeouts at the end of the game. But ultimately, they uh, punched their ticket for the national championship. Michigan and John uh, and Jim Harbaugh are heading and uh, to the national championship game and win their first ever playoff. And then, of course, Washington beats Texas 37-31. And the story of that game right now, especially for us football fans and us Giant fans who are dying for a quarterback in the draft, what we saw from Michael Penix in this game, 430 yards, two touchdowns, and he was pretty much pitch perfect, especially you know at the start of this game. They scored 21 points in the first half. It was kind of a shootout. And his ability to throw the football, his ability to maneuver in the pocket, uh, his accuracy, his arm strength, and winning big games. He has now put up big numbers, and every time he's seen a ranked team, he's averaged 300 yards against ranked teams. He's thrown for 16 touchdown passes and only five interceptions. He plays his best when the games are it's, are the biggest, 
And he's got one more opportunity now to really thrust himself right into that conversation along with the Heisman Trophy winner, along with Williams, along with May as a quarterback right there at the top of the draft and someone we could see the Giants look into as they draft fifth right now, assuming they're going to lose to Philadelphia like they lost to the Rams in a crazy game on its own. And thankfully, thankfully, Tyrod Taylor is unable to connect on the easiest pass you'll ever see in your life because I would have been pissed off if the Giants won that game. That's right. You heard me. I would have been pissed off if they there was no benefit to winning that game. None. There was no benefit for Tyrod Taylor, the backup quarterback who will not be part of this team last year, who besides a couple of deep balls was absolutely atrocious in that game. There would have been no benefit for them to come back and win. The outcome was perfect for the Giants. They fought, they battled, they came back, they overcame some bad coaching, they figured out a way to get right into that game and have an opportunity to win, but ultimately fell fell short and secured this fifth overall pick because they need a quarterback. And if Michael Penix does it again on a national championship game and puts up more big numbers and beats Michigan to win a national championship, he's going to thrust himself right into that conversation. So that's where we are as we start our year Right here on the fan, 877-337-6666. A lot of, uh, we were talking about the NFL as well. Uh, Not just the Giants and Jets, but the Giants, we said, playing Philadelphia. Philadelphia blew their chance to own uh, their division. They still have a chance if if Dallas somehow loses to Washington. But um, we were talking about the Cowboys a little bit at the end of that game against... uh, the Lions and how that panned out, and now they're playing for their division. And the idea of McCarthy still being the coach of this team if they were to do what they typically do and choke here. And I'll tell you right now, if they win this division and they figure out a way to get a home game and with the season they've had and this offense and the way they've played in that building, despite the fact they probably should have lost to the Lions, and... You know, I don't know. I I understand um, they might have said it on the broadcast. I I haven't seen any. Like I don't I don't think that that there were other penalties there. I, I I think that that was just a blown call and a television analyst trying to stick up for for referees. Like I that was just a terrible end of the game. There's there's no doubt about it. Campbell's an idiot too. Like I I have no idea why you don't kick the extra point and go into that should that game should have went to overtime. I have no idea what he's doing, but. If they can't win a home game, I mean, the Dallas Cowboys, especially with now the idea of Harbaugh, I think Harbaugh is in play if they win the championship because that seems like the perfect time to leave. He's been flirting with the NFL for how long? If he could go be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys with this offense and the way they've played and, you know, Micah Parsons uh, and that defense to go take over a, a Dallas Cowboys team that has an absolutely – you know, an excellent chance to be a good team for a while. He's been flirting with the NFL. He's won his championship with Michigan. I think it's clearly a, a time for him, especially now when he Michigan wants him to sign a contract that would, uh, you know, limit his opportunity to go back to the NFL. Like I think that just makes sense to me if he pulls off the championship. If not, I could see him go back. But if he can walk off into the sunset and go to the NFL and now try to conquer winning a championship for the Dallas Cowboys or any other team, but particularly the Cowboys, I think that would make a lot of sense, as well as Bill Belichick being out there. So we all know Mike McCarthy's coaching for his job. But that's an interesting uh, uh, side uh, note in the NFL and also obviously the big game, Miami-Buffalo, and playing for that division. And I think Buffalo, honestly, I think Buffalo is going to go in there and beat Miami. 
This Miami team has not played well against good teams. Buffalo beat the crap out of them in Buffalo, yes, earlier in the season. And I think Buffalo is just trending in the right direction. And Miami, uh, I'm assuming Waddle will be back. And we know what that offense can be, but they got absolutely exposed by the Ravens. They haven't really won a big game against a big team all year long. And I would think that Buffalo, being as hot as they are right now, is going to win that game and going to win the division. So that the couple of storylines into the NFL as we get ready to to finish the season, start the postseason. But Andy is in Tom's River. Andy, you're on the fan. What's up, bud? How you doing? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, sir. Yeah, I agree with your Buffalo is a dangerous team. Absolutely. I want to talk about the end of the Cowboys. I would, th- game. I would have thought the Rams too. I hate they play terrible. I know they have the look ahead game where they got the 49ers, but McCaffrey's not going to play. They don't need that game that much. I'm I'm surprised how poorly they played against the Giants. They were awful in that game. Stafford was terrible. Okay. But I thought those were the two teams heading in that could be dangerous teams just sneaking in at the end or, you know, being lower seeds, uh playing hot the last 5 or 6 weeks to get into the playoffs, but now the Rams made me a little nervous with the way they played against the Giants. But, yeah, I think Buffalo is very dangerous. I think you could argue okay. Buffalo is the second-best team next to the Baltimore Ravens. I think you can make that argument. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, this is the, I'm a Cowboy fan, but mm-hmm. I'm realistic. You're saying that they got a gift. Okay, you know what? I'll take it because if you look at that play, um, obviously they all reported, they all went over, and the referees blew it. But you know what? If, if you take a still shot of, of that formation – both of those receivers were covered up. Both of them. Yeah. So Campbell uh, said he practiced this play how many times? So both, if you look at it, both of them are covered up. They didn't throw a flag on that. Right. So you know what? The Cowboys would have got screwed. Uh, you, you, that, stop that making excuses. No, listen. You you got a gift. Just say you got a gift. Stop making excuses. No, wait, wait. You, you, All right, you so what blew happened, the game down the stretch. I, yeah. said, I said I'll take it because right. what happens – they didn't throw the flag. So what happens? The Cowboys would have got screwed. That's okay, though, right? No, I don't know. We would have said they got screwed, I suppose. But I, I, haven't, because, I haven't seen a lot of people saying that. It, I mean, I know well, he said nobody's saying it, but it's that, you look at it. If you take a still shot of it, take a look at it. All right. Listen, you want to make excuses for your lousy team at the end of the game? I'm I don't not know what to tell you. Excuses. Yeah, you are. You, you, just say rule. you got a gift. That's the rules. You got a gift. You got a gift. You got a gift. They should have lost the game. Plain and simple. You deserve to lose the game the way it was, the way you conducted yourself down the stretch of the game, anyway. But don't try. Listen, just take it. Just take it. You got a good chance to win the division. Go, obviously, beat the beat the Washington Commanders, the lousy Washington Commanders, and then you better whoever comes into your building, you better win that game. And Mike McCarthy better win that game. Stephen Flushing, what's up, Steve? Hey, C-Mac, how you doing? Good, buddy. How are you? Good. A lot of things to bring up after today's game. Um, I made a huge bet on Washington to cover. They did, so I'm very happy with that. Okay. And the line is a joke for next week as well. Um, did you see the line? Michigan versus uh, Four and a half. Oh, are you kidding me? Are you telling me Michigan is be- better than the Texas team they took on today with that offense? Yeah, well, so, yeah, Michigan's been the better team all year. Yeah, who'd they play in the Big Ten? Who'd they okay. play? Okay, okay. But anyway, my, my point is this, two parts. One, um, you know, it seems like... Um, but I do agree with you. I, to interrupt you for a second, I do agree with you. I think that line's going to move. I think I think if you if you want to bet Washington, I'd bet it now. If you want to bet Michigan, I'd wait. I think the line's going to yeah. move. 
Especially yeah, after, my humble, after Penix's my humble performance. opinion, the wrong guy is fa- the wrong team's favorite. Just, I just throw that out there. But anyway, well, Michigan's um, been the best team in football. And, again, uh, again, I've been watching this all season. Okay. Not, anyway, uh, so two things. So Penix Jr. I mean, to me, he's and I know he had some surgery, so it lacked, you know, it hindered. Yeah, he's had a couple knee injuries. One. Yeah. Yeah. So, but if if he didn't have that, I mean, he's spitting Lamar Jackson like the way he throws the ball. The way he just goes through his reads and progression, stays in the pocket, makes the right throw every time, makes the right decision every time, which is the number one, I think, attribute for any quarterback to be successful in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Giants have to do whatever they can do to get this guy. If they can just trade up a, a, a position or two. Say well, we'll fifth. see. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Right now they're fifth. He, I, there's a chance he falls to fifth. They, there, oh, are two, they, there are two quarterbacks right now that are clearly ahead of him. And again, he might change – 430 yards in this game and two touchdowns and then go win the national championship maybe changes the narrative. But right now, yeah. Williams and, and Drake May are, are pretty much considered the two top quarterbacks in the draft. Uh, and if you look at, uh, you know, so right now, so that's two. Washington and New England definitely going to take a quarterback. And yeah. um, I would... I know Marvin Harrison Jr.'s name's been thrown out there. Maybe. Right. Takes him. Well, so, that's what I'm saying. Oh. Yeah. So I, I don't know about Arizona. That's the only one. And Chicago, there's a chance Chicago wouldn't take a quarterback, but I don't think there's a chance they take a different player. Well, I think they, now, they either on. take the quarterback or they trade the, the pick. There but, is no way. That, well, first of all, Caleb Williams is like, I know you hate the word generational, but this guy is like legit, legit, like once in every 10, like an Andrew Luck yeah, type of I don't, have, I don't hate so the term generational. Probably, and I think I wanted to segue into Harbaugh. Like Harbaugh, even if he doesn't win and he's smart and wants to be successful in the NFL, he goes to Chicago because they're going to draft Caleb Williams and he's set for the next 15 years if he's the head coach of the Bears. There's no point going to the Cowboys because they plateaued. I mean, we all know they're not being the Niners at San Francisco. Yeah, no well, I mean, yeah, but why have they plateaued? Don't you think him going in there could – I mean, their roster is as good – I mean, maybe not the Niners, but right now, name another Dak roster that's clearly Dak. better. the best Dak you're going to get. And if you have a Caleb Williams or a quarterback that has a chance to be like elite, elite, like a yeah. Lamar, you know, Patrick Mahomes, which is what Caleb can be, Dak's not going to cut it. Like, I, I, yeah, I don't, a- uh, listen, I don't disagree with you that the Bears would be a good situation with that, with, with Williams if he believes in Williams, uh, which I'm sure he, he, he does. But if he does... To go there, that defense has been good down the stretch. They've got some, you know, obviously they got two yeah, they draft traded picks. For Montez Sweat, they can always draft and pick up guys. Yeah, and they've been they've been in, their, their defense has been night and day since they traded for Sweat. He's made such a difference for them; it's been incredible. Oh yeah. Uh, so I, I listen. Yeah, that's a that's a good situation, and he's been linked to the Bears. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. He's a backup quarterback. Yeah, there, no, he so played like. for the Bears. So I mean, listen, that I I don't disagree with you. I'm just trying to to come up with uh, scenarios uh, we were talking about the Cowboys and I could see them firing him to bring in John to, uh, to bring in John Harbaugh but you're right that's a good spot for him if they have the number one pick and draft Williams uh, I absolutely think that's a spot so what, what, let me ask your opinion on on, on uh, Michael Penix because I think the world to him I mm-hmm. think he, he he's up there like a Lamar type elite type player and well, I, don't think, I, don't, probably... I don't know I don't know if he has the 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 athleticism quite of a Lamar Jackson I don't think he can but, he, uh, break break have, off runs the way Lamar Jackson does. Yeah, because yeah, but because of his surgeries, because he, he got injured really early. Well, whatever the ca- whatever the ca- whatever the case may be, I don't think he's capable of it. Um, that's fine, but my point is he he can throw the ball with the best of them, and yeah. like you know he makes decisions. He's ne- hardly ever making a mistake. I've watched him all season. Yep. Um, my my thing is this: Do you think if 
you know, do you think he's a type where like they draft him, he will be a game change? Like, like all of a sudden you go from, uh, you know, when Luck came to the Colts, they were winning three, four games a year after they got rid of Peyton, and all of a sudden Luck came in, they're winning eleven games every year going to the AFC Championship. You think he right. has that type of impact if, he, if he's drafted? Early? Yeah, I mean, listen, I, 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 I wish I could tell you I know. I mean, I, I have no idea. We've seen we've seen talented guys come in there and 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 not have it and. Guys, we didn't like nobody thought Russell Wilson would come in there and change the the Seattle Seahawks. Like it's just, I know they had the Legion of Boom and their defense was good, but like mm-hmm. I, I I have no idea. I'll be totally honest with you. I, I've I've watched them a handful of times uh, in my life. I got to make decisions and and to to invest all Sunday in sports and then tell my my family I'm investing all Saturday in sports is tough. So <laughs> I, I I haven't watched. Uh, as many uh, you've watched, you've watched them more than I have. I watched them a handful I, of times, I, I and I watched right them now, last New night. England, I think yeah, if he's, New England drafts them. Oh yeah. my god, with that defense, oh, that's like yeah. They, but right they, now, do you try? I don't trust. I I I don't understand. Bill is is still Bill, but I mean that offensive that offensive coaching room is a disaster. Yeah, they uh, need wide. I mean, I know Bill O'Brien but, has has done it before, but I mean they've done nothing. Mac Jones has completely fallen apart underneath them. Uh, I mean, I, I guess, you know, obviously, yeah, if, if he goes to New England, but is Bill Belichick still the head coach? The defense is pretty good, no doubt, and and dealt with losing two of their best uh, defensive players and still balled out. So I, I get you there, but I think any if he's a generational quarterback, it doesn't matter where he goes. Like yeah, that, that, like I, I think Bill Belichick is still a defensive genius. So if they so do him, I. Let him, yeah, so do let I. him worry about the defense. Put Penix in there, and you can run a, you know an offense similar yeah. to the way Brady did. And and you're back not quite that level, but you're going to be in contention every year. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. I just it just feels like it's run its course in New England. I think he's going to be somewhere else. But may, if he stays, I agree with you. I think he's still a, a good head coach. I would no longer allow him to be the GM of my team. But uh, Bill Belichick can coach for me any day. Of course, I don't. Uh, that's the, I think people are crazy thinking otherwise. He's still a defensive genius. I completely agree with you. That defense has played great all year for the most part, and they lost their two best defensive players, and yet still uh, have had a really good defensive year. I think he's still a good head coach. And you're right. I think with him, with a young quarterback, could be a dangerous mix. You could see New England get back uh, to their winning ways relatively quickly. Uh, but I, I, I could tell you I love Penix. I love everything about him. I've seen him a handful of times, and it's impossible to know. But here's what I'll tell you, and here's what I've said uh, from the beginning. I And why I want the Giants to draft a quarterback so well, I don't know. But I know I trust Dable and Shane to know. Like, this is why they got their jobs. The reason Brian Dable and Joe Shane are the GM and head coach of the New York Giants is because they drafted and developed Josh Allen or at least a part of, of drafting and developing Josh Allen. That's how they got the job. I trust them. I want them to draft their guy. And I'm with you. If it means trading up, then it means trading up. If they believe he's going to go off the board, or what, I don't care. I'll, I'll trade up. I want the guy they want. That's what I want the Giants to do. I don't care what they have to do, trade up or not, whatever you have to do. From five, I don't know how... Far you'll have to trade up, but if you have to move up to number one, figure it out. Figure it out. What could it take? Uh, uh, a two and a three in next year's one uh, to move up from five to one? Two twos, this year's two, and next year's one and two? I don't, whatever it takes. Move up, get your quarterback. I'm 100%. That's what I want. And if it's Penix, great. Whoever they draft, I'm not kidding. J.G. McCarthy just had a terrible game. 
or at least, you know, besides the, the game-winning drive, which is good enough. But early in the game, he looked off. I don't think he's necessarily in the same level as some of these other quarterbacks. My point is, if they draft him, I'll be fine. I want Dable and Shane to draft the guy they want. That's what I want. If they draft a quarterback, that means they had faith in him. That means they believed in him. And that's what I want for this team because Daniel Jones is not the answer. Daniel Jones is not that good. I've been saying it forever. I, I feel strongly about it. He's a, he's a passable, serviceable guy where if everything is right and everything is perfect, he can give you a reasonably good performance. But I want a game changer. And he's just not it. And now he's coming off two out of the last three years, season-ending surgery. And one was on his neck and, and popped up again this year. He's got a neck, he's had neck surgery. He's had now he's coming off the ACL. Uh it's it's he's not worth the contract they gave him. Like this is the year he's gonna be with the team. Hopefully they draft a quarterback, the, the quarterback sits for a year and then attacks next year. But I want Dable and Shane to have their guy. And the fact they won so many games and Daniel Jones played so well in the playoffs cost them a year of having their guy. I want it now. I want it now, Daddy. I'm tired of losing. I need the game-changing quarterback if I want to win, if I want sustained winning. So is it Penix? Is it Drake May? Is it Bo Nix? I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't have the hubris to tell you I know who the guy is, but I know who the guy is picking for the Giants, and I trust him. Call us, 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. All right, quiet. 4.34. McMonagle here with you, 877-337-6666. You can also hit me up on Twitter, at CMAC. W-F-A-N. The two big stories from uh, yesterday, at least. The Knicks, the big trade uh, for OG Ananobi and their impressive win against the Timberwolves and what he brought to the team and instantly showed you everything he can bring to this team and why the trade was a positive one despite losing quickly. And the initial reaction to the fans, I think, will eventually change. I think it was we lost quickly and we didn't get a superstar. But ultimately, the Knicks are better, and you saw it in game one. You saw what he can bring, which is more than what R.J. Barrett can bring. And ultimately, they are better off with how they are, and they'll be better off if and when they make that trade. They still have the ability to make that trade for a superstar, and when the superstar gets here, they'll be better off that Ananobi is here. Uh, and Randall's performance down the stretch, taking over the game, which we've seen from him. Yeah, To be fair to him, I'm not the biggest Randall guy. I think sometimes he gets too much flack. Um, I thought tearing down his picture and stuff last year was obnoxious and ridiculous. But I still don't trust him in the big game, and I don't know I don't know the where the Knicks' ceiling is if he's one of the guys you count on. If he's one of the main guys you count on, I don't know how far this team can go. I still feel that way deep down, but watching him play, especially the last few weeks and and yesterday in particular, I mean, he is he is playing the best basketball he's played. He is you know, he took over that game. That's what you want from your like we can call him we can call him superstars or game-changing player, whatever you want to call him. That's what you want from your superstar. A game that you had in the bag and a 20-point lead is slipping through your fingers. And you needed someone to take that game over with five minutes left. And Randall stepped up on a night where Brunson couldn't hit the water out of a, a boat. And he 
took over that basketball game. He dominated that basketball game and gave the Knicks the win. So, I mean, if Randall continues to play like that, maybe he'll start to turn the worm, turn the worm and change the narrative. It's going to be tough for me until we see it in the postseason. But right now, I do think the Knicks got better from this trade. Still need to do more. Still need to do more. They're not good enough to go out there and beat the Celtics or the Bucks, but they are a better team for what Ananobi brings to this team. And then the national championship game, which will be Monday night, uh, it will be Washington against uh, Michigan. Michigan opened up as an early four-and-a-half-point favorite in the game after beating Alabama, going down the field with five minutes left, converting a huge fourth down on their own side of the field going down and scoring that game-tying touchdown and then getting the ball first in overtime on a couple of plays, running it right down the throw to Alabama to get into the end zone and then stopping Alabama short on a fourth down play where it was a weird play call of a, a quarterback draw that just was going nowhere from the jump. And Michigan and and Harbaugh overcome all the controversy of this season, all the all the suspensions, everything was riding on the line. You gotta, McCarthy didn't play a great game, but... In that moment, with everything on the line, their season on the line, their undefeated season, their you know number one seed, uh, everything gone on with Harbaugh, the controversy of the sign stealing, all of that, they were five minutes away from losing to Alabama, who many people thought didn't deserve to be in the game over uh, Florida State, and they went down the field and won that game. So that's a moment for him. It's a moment for Harbaugh. They the Michigan wins their first playoff game after you know losing so many of them over the last handful of years and we will have a, a national championship where it probably is the two best teams in the NCAA will f- will uh, face off next Monday night for the championship those have been the two stories but we sprinkled in some NBA you know me we sprinkled in some baseball we did a little bit of Yankee hot stove at one point or another Gio Urshela coming to the Yankees possibly what would it mean if he does for me if Gio Urshela is coming to the Yankees or if that they're even interested in him it shows signs that maybe they're not either willing to play Peraza as that role of that utility infielder, maybe play a lot of third base if DJ LeMahieu turns back into the pumpkin he was the first half, or maybe it means they're looking to trade him, which I think is the absolute right thing. I want to trade him for one of these short-term pitchers. I want to trade him for Burns. I want to trade him for Bieber. I want to put a package around and get another ace to go with Garrett Cole. That's my plan for 2024. I'm all in with Soto and another ace to go with Cole. Cole and another big-time pitcher at the top of the rotation, Soto and Judge in the middle of the lineup. That's my plan for Yankee baseball. And for the Mets, how about do something? Can we do something? He's They've done absolutely nothing this offseason. They're punting on an offseason. You have the richest owner in baseball. For me, like the two storylines I never wanted to hear again, if, I was, if I'm a Mets fan, the minute Steve Cohen bought my team, it was I never want to hear again that we might not be able to keep one of our stars and I never want to punt on a season. And both have been narratives this year. They haven't traded Pete Alonso. I don't know if they will. In fact, I don't think they will. But that's been a talking point. And now they've done nothing this offseason. Nothing. They've done nothing to address their rotation, which is woefully bad. I don't understand it. And the worst part of it is, from talking to Met fans, you guys are all okay with it. You've been brainwashed by this guy. Just because he's not the Wilpons, and he had the highest payroll last year, somehow, like, everything he does is great. When he spends money, look at that beautiful money. When he doesn't see, he's not just a billionaire. He's smart. He's not going to throw around money. $20 million for Lucas Giolito, why would I do that? Why wouldn't you do that? What's $20 million? 
If he sucks, you go spend another $20 million. That's the benefit of being Steve Cohen. It's a player they wanted. And the Red Sox have been cheap lately. I just don't I don't understand it. I'm very confused by the Met offseason, I have to admit. It's, it's, I, I, I'm baffled by it. I'm baffled by their decisions, and I'm baffled by your acceptance. Brett in Long Island. What's up, Brett? You're on the fan. Wow, Fleegs is fired up today. We're going back and forth. I know. I was that, in there. Uh, I heard Dallas you guys call. yelling at each other. What's I, going on? I thought he was going to take a page out of your book and hang up on me. I don't hang up on anybody. It's a it's a misconception. The call ends. I have to hang up eventually. What, you want to co-host with me? Yeah, I'll come in there. No, I, uh, no thanks. Listen. Yes. I... Uh, I, I, this is bothering me, but like sure. even last night, me and my father-in-law, I'm getting red in the face. We're going back and forth. I, I, my point is, okay, the Cowboys won. We know that. But like, if there's a mistake there, can we say there was a mistake? You know, like, why can't we? Like, like he's bringing up there was a tripping penalty not called. Like, I said, let's just talk about the last one. He said, where's the proof? He said, first of all, if a guy's coming in to report eligible, how yeah. hard is that? One guy comes in and reports. So his thing was, first of all, why was three guys coming in? Like, why was 58, uh, 68, 58, whatever? Yeah. Why did all those guys come in? I know that, what, are they trying to trick the defense? So he's saying Maybe. that's the first point of contention. Why did yeah. they all do that? What's the problem? One guy goes in, right. hey, I'm eligible, done. So yeah. that's his first Well, thing, only two really right? got to the referee. Number 70, who got and en- ended up getting called, Oh, it did run up to them, but I don't think he ever made it before the referee walked away from from watching the video. So I, it was definitely the two of them, uh, 58, who was the guy they intended to to uh, report, and another offensive lineman were walking in lockstep to the ref. Uh, granted, that's true. I, I saw that, but how, where's the proof? Fleek is making it like it's clear-cut that they they reported the wrong guy. Where's that proof? Like, have they apologized? Well, uh, that That's... That's yeah. the argument. Yes, that is the well, argument. That's the argument. No, the the yeah. I mean, I don't really think they've given so any right kind now, of answer no other proof, than seventy. Right? Well, I mean, there's no proof. No, the, you're the proof it is up. the video. Like, I don't even like the Cowboys, but you're making it up. You like you know what I'm, they I'm said. I'm not making there. it. Don't accuse me. I'm not you're making it up. You said gifted. You're making that up. I no, I'm not defending it, but like. Yes, you Everyone's, are. I'm not proof? making it up. I'm watching it. You see the video. He walks up. He walks up to the. Okay. He walks up. Yeah. He walks up to the referee. He tells him that he's being. And then they they what put number? number seventy. What number? Fifty eight. I think it was fifty eight. Sixty eight. Excuse me. Sixty eight. How do you know he said that though? That's what I'm saying. Because he said he did. Said? And he walked up to the referee. What else was he going to say to him? And, and he kind of touched his chest. Yeah, but the referee said it was number that. 70. Number 70 never even got to him. I'm just saying, like, who knows? Like, you're taking the guy, one guy's word on it. Like, it's a, I'm saying I'm confused. I don't even know what I'm that saying that the gentleman, number, six, number 68, walked up to him. What did he say? And then 68 was the one who caught the pass. So why would the guy who ended up being on the edge of the line and being the the guy who they threw the ball to, why would he walk up to the referee and not say anything? 68 caught the pass. Yes. 68 caught the pass. Yes. And what number did they say? 70, 70. is what they said? Yes. So 68, yeah, oh 68 walks up to the referee, yes, with another lineman standing next to him. But 68 and walks he was up to cover, him. And he, oh, he wasn't covered, actually. He wasn't covered at all. Right? No. 68 wasn't covered. No, he's at the end of the line, so he could run out for the pass. 
So you're right. That's the, I guess that's the logic that you would think if they said sixty-eight, right? You're saying that they yes, if they said sixty, what did seventy do on that play? What did seventy do? He was blocking. He was a lineman. Right, so he blocked 68. Every lines. other lineman besides 68 blocked. 68 ran for a pass because he declared himself eligible. They said and the wrong number. never got to the refs at 100%, right? Never didn't yell I have. Like, do 100%. I know it's certain? Brett, I'm not going to go in circles with you, Brett. Do I know for a hundred percent certainty? Would I bet my 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 mortgage on it? Would I bet my kids' lives on it? No, I don't know exactly what was said between whom. All I know is number sixty-eight, who ended up being the the the, the lineman who ran the route and caught the pass before the play, walked up to the referee, did the 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 thing where he touches his chest, and apparently de- claims that he declared himself and reported. Then they said the wrong thing. To me, the best argument, at least in, in my mind, is that they did announce before the play number 70 is reported eligible. So if the Lions would have caught that in some way and said, whoa, 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 no, not 70, not 70, 68, maybe they could have, maybe that's the argument that the refs did ignite. It's not like the refs after the play. Like, blew the whistle and then said, no, I, wait, I think it was 70. Like, they announced 70. So they had it wrong before the play even happened. I I don't know. I don't know exactly what was said. All I know is, is what what the lineman says happened. I, I think Campbell's a pretty good coach. They had it probably – they had this play buttoned up. They – he went and did exactly what he was supposed to do. The referees got it wrong. That's the indication. Did he walk up? I mean, and, and again, if you watch the video, I believe I have to watch it again, but 70 is like late getting there. It's not It's not him and 70 that are walking together. It's 68 and another guy, and then 70 comes running at the last minute, but I don't think he ever gets there. I think the referee just said the wrong number, and then they stuck with the number he said because it was announced, and that's how they did it. But do I know for sure what he said? No. But why would the guy who's designed, the play is designed for him to make the play, why would he walk up to the referee and not declare himself and not report? Are you watching the video now, Mike, or no? Yeah, and what also makes it pretty clear is that, you know, 70 lines up as, like, he's the traditional right, right tackle. Then the guy 58 comes in off the line and then kind of makes it that they have the extra lineman on the right side and Decker, who's the left tackle, goes out and catches the pass. Right. But do you see the video of them walking up to the, the referee? Yeah, we've all, well, apparently all of us except Brett have seen it by now, and that's why he said I was fired up. Yeah, because he kept asking me what happened, and then as I try to tell him, he, he's going nuts. Like, but what you're about ju- this? Yeah. What about this? You're just making He's like, I'm, you're making it up. I'm like, I'm not making it up oh, anything. He goes, don't they have to tell the defense who's eligible? Yes, yes. that's the entire issue here, that yeah. they announced the wrong player. Right. Right, I know. It's weird. It's weird. <laughs> you're making this up. I'm not making I'm not making up anything. 877-337-6666. I don't make up anything. I'm just going on what we all saw. What we all saw was a was the was the lineman walk up to him, say something to him, line up in the position that makes sense, run out, run the route and catch the pass, and then all of a sudden, oh no, no, it's 70. 
when 70 didn't even get there to say anything to the referee. And the trick play is that it ends up inverting the line, and then the person all the way on the left who is Decker, as the line then, they block, they all move to the left. The guy who initially looks like he's the right tackle right. becomes, in essence, the right guard, even though the ball is ends up being snapped from the position where you would consider like the, the middle then left guard when the line moves, but that was the entire design sure. of the trick. Of course. And if who knows, maybe the Cowboys would have covered Decker if he was announced as eligible. Well that's a fair point too. You could say that. You could say that. If they knew they 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 were never told seven that that sixty eight was eligible, so they had no fear. Right. They were told that a guy who directly <laughs> runs into the line of scrimmage was right. eligible. Right. Okay. That's that's a better argument. That hey, who knows if he's actually open for the for the catch if they announce him eligible because they would have been more on yeah, top. It's funny. Of him. I didn't even mean to say it like that, but you're right. They yeah. they might have paid attention to him. If yeah. They knew if they eligible. knew he was eligible, they might have said, okay, this guy's eligible, but his number wasn't announced, so they didn't worry about it. Whatever the case may be, the Cowboys have a chance to win the division, and they better not lose a home game. That's all I'm saying. They can't lose a home game. There's not a team, even Philadelphia. The only team they would have been acceptable to lose a home game to is the 49ers, and they have home field advantage. The Cowboys cannot lose. I think no matter how, how deep into the playoffs it is, McCar- I mean, McCarthy might be in trouble if they lose a home game. Especially with some of the options available. Let's talk about it. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. All right, 4.56, we've made it to that time. A little rapid fires. we get you to 5 o'clock in the warm-up show. Go, go through your calls as quickly as possible here on the fan, 877-337-6666, as we finish our five-hour midnight ride. Dave in Brooklyn, what's up, Dave? Hey, I just want to quickly say, you know, the thing about David Cohen, I mean, Steve Cohen, is mm-hmm. 30 years ago, you know, his money would have gone so much farther because he would have been the only game in town. they got five or six guys who don't have his money, but they're willing to spend as if they have his money. Mm-hmm. But if the Yankees and Mets don't make moves, I'm a Yankees fan, I mean, they're going to be sorry. I mean, they've got to snatch up these guys, whether it's Snell, whether it's Bellinger, whoever it is, uh, uh, Montgomery, they, they better make some moves because it's going to be a long summer. That's all I've got to say, man. Uh, well, listen, thank you. For the, I, don't like, I don't like Bellinger um, mm-hmm. uh, at all, certainly for the Yankees. I don't know where you'd play him now. I'm not going to sign Bellinger and then, what, have the trade Verdugo or something like that? I don't So Bellinger is out. It's the pitching. Yeah. And uh, for me, uh, I agree with you. I, I, I want to sign the – they need another pitcher. Both teams do. The Mets clearly need a pitcher. Uh, I, don't, I don't understand why they're not all over either Snell or Montgomery. They need a pitcher. He has money, especially Montgomery. Montgomery plays into the idea of still having a couple years. I mean, it's – I just – I don't understand why you think the farm system has to be built at the expense of spending money. It just right. doesn't make any sense to me. Spend money and build the farm system. The Dodgers do right. it. It's no problem. Um, but the Yankees, I'm, I have no problem with Montgomery and I have no problem with Snell. Uh, I, I, I think, and thank you for the call. I I was worried that they weren't going to spend big money. They have big time contracts, right? They, and they're not Steve Cohen. Like you, we've already, we've seen that, uh, from the Yankees. Uh, they just went out and paid Rodon last year, big time money. Uh, they have obviously Cole, they have Judge, they have Stanton, 
Uh, now they have Juan Soto making $30 million and going to have to give him a $500 million contract next year. I, I I understand if they're not thrilled to go out and give $200 million or whatever it's going to be, $160 million to a guy like Montgomery, who's a solid pitcher, but I don't think he... Like, if Rodon reverts back to form, he's the number two, not Montgomery. Like, again, that's a big if, granted, but I... I I'd rather just go all in on this year. Like that's what I would rather do. I'd rather trade and get and get Burns, but one way or another they have to get a starting pitcher. No doubt about it. Uh and I, I like Montgomery. I like him better than Snell. I just don't think Snell's a New York fit for whatever reason. I remember there was that thing with him dur- during his video game. He was like playing a video game and he was complaining about money. He was on Twitch or something. And he was complaining about money and COVID and the season. I don't like and not that that's any thing in particular it's just and he wants to stay on the west coast like i just have a feeling snell would be a bad fit here but the mets need to get somebody so do the yankees but the mets desperately need someone in that rotation that's it for me thank you guys for calling thank you guys for listening fleegs on the other side appreciate it another five hour ride the first one of the year in the books i hope everyone had a happy holiday but now we're back we're in the swing of things we got the warm-up show we got the morning show the entire cast and crew at WFN here, we're back. And we got you for the foreseeable future until February when everyone takes off again. But until then, it's going to be a fun ride. I'll catch you later. I'll see you tomorrow. Sports Radio 101.9 FM.